I loved this fucking movie, Jimmy. <laughs> I'm so glad. It was stupid as fuck, but it was... It was, it was so fucking dumb. It was super fun. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode number 121. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about poop cultures, nostalgia, movies, <laughs> and music. Poop cultures? I did like our epic what? battle this afternoon when we were both trying to change the <laughs> script at the same time. Oh, and God. I kept on changing pop culture to poop cultures, and he kept on changing it back. We had uh, about as much fun changing the notes on each other as we are going to record this episode. My name is Jimmy, and I am joined by Gallimimus Greg. That is an excellent dinosaur name. And Redosaurus Rob. Redosaurus! This week, we are talking about Netflix's The Hunters. Isn't yeah. that Amazon? It is Amazon. You wrote Netflix. Yeah. Damn it. We are going to be talking I, about, uh, I will be talking about Blair Witch, the game. Also and Amazon's. Not, sure. No, it's not. <laughs> I know. We'll be but talking about it on Amazon. Yes. Um, sure. I think. If you can find a copy, I'll get into that later. And we are going to review the instant cult classic Grindhouse $35,000 budget movie Velocipaster. Yes. Rob, I got one thing to say to you. What's that? If you stuff dicks in your mouth like you're doing that sandwich, I'd be a fucking millionaire by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so. Frankie the Mermaid or uh, Frankie the Mermaid? Frankie, Frankie the, the Mermaid, because I women and bitches. Yep. <laughs> Quotes from the movie: Literally, yes. no, none of the three of us would ever actually say that. No, we are not quoting a movie. We, we may at this point, though. Yeah, this Very is true. Cool. This is a review show. There's going to be spoilers. Uh, we will avoid major twists, specifically about Hunters, because it is a recent Amazon series. But if there's anything that you have not seen, read, or listened to yet, use your own discretion. I think that with the, the uh, Velocipaster, uh, we might actually enhance the movie. I think we might. Yeah. That's what I'm going for. Yeah, because okay. there were some things. There were definitely some some things to to talk oh about. Oh boy, there sure but, are. But we'll come uh, to that. Yes, let's do yeah. some news first. Sure, guys. Since I am going to be talking about a video game this episode, I will uh, break some video game news as well. Actually, I'm not breaking it. I got this from bloody-disgusting.com, a game that I've been very cautiously optimistic about. We'll see the light of day starting on March 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for PlayStation and PC users. 
during its trial weekend, you will be able to play Predator Hunting Grounds. Now, this game looks very good. Um, it looks very Predator, uh, that being the first movie, where you get to play on either side um, as a Predator or a military uh, a commando of sorts where you hunt the predator and the predator hunts you i imagine that as a commando you will be tasked with a mission um and and possibly have to achieve that mission before getting completely killed off the predator i'm hoping so the game looks really good so guys if you're a pc or a ps4 user and you've got nothing planned the weekend of the 27th i would strongly suggest checking that out and, uh, you know, if we can find each other on there, I believe it will be cross-platform so we can play together. Uh, the actual release date of the game is a full month after that. Well, almost. Uh, actual release date is April 24th. So check it out. Can't wait to talk about it. And fingers crossed that we get a good Predator game. <laughs> Hope so. Get to the chopper! <laughs> Not the best Schwarzenegger impression. However, Damn it. Uh, there has been some talk recently in the world of Star Wars about something mysterious called Project Luminous. Ah, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And a Predator. Uh, what Project Luminous actually is, they announced it last night as of this recording, and yeah. it is a new era of Star Wars stories. I have questions. So this is the High Republic era. This is set 200 years before the events of Phantom Penis. Thank you, Jimmy. You're welcome. Uh, in which... Oh, my God. Oh, you... <laughs> <laughs> Did you read it? I have to read everything that's on there. Except the problem is you changed the name of the aliens, which I don't know the actual answer to now. So you have to look that up. The Nile? The Nile? Yeah, the Nile. That's what it is. So yeah. it is the Jedi versus the Nile. So the, this is the height of the Jedi where... It was kind of a gilded age of Jedi. Everything was working well. They were actually expanding out into the outer rim, kind of the era, the area where you would probably see something like a Batu from the the theme park. But anyway, uh, and of course, they happen upon the Nile, who are basically considered uh, space Vikings, is the way they described them, and they're badass looking. Uh, different types of aliens, which we've seen before. Like I, there was some some art that came out. If you check it out, but like one of them is that looks like that big blue elephant alien, like the one that plays the piano and Jabba's thing. But he's got like all sorts of like like bones of things hanging on him and stuff. Okay. So there's a bunch of really cool stuff. Um, Not exactly intimidating. Well, he's more intimidating than the the one that's playing the piano. Uh, this oh, yeah, is going yeah. to be. Uh, mostly talked about in books and comics. The books will be coming out, I believe, in August, they said. But one of the things that's interesting is this is the first time they've like officially actually like named the era first and then started releasing stuff for it. Like in the past, and this was before the Disney takeover and everything, they've let the artists and writers and comic book creators like run wild and pick from different eras. This is the first one that they're kind of naming the era and saying that these are the stories happening in there. Okay. And what this kind of does is it, while it does make it canon, it right. pretty much gives them a complete open 
area where like they don't have to link it to the Skywalkers and have you know the the Sith group and they don't have to worry about Palpatine or any of the other stories that have already existed. It is completely standalone and if it's, if it's successful it is possible that it might lead to other media that are actual you know not related to reading. So we've never we don't know who any of these characters are. We don't know what their names are. Everything is brand new. Okay, got it. I don't, Rob. What I don't know the era of like Revan and Darth Revan and all those guys. Do you? Uh, like that's, that was like two thousand years before or something. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I believe it was. I believe it was called Old Republic. Okay, I so that was that a was, long. Yeah, I believe long, that was the long, Old long Republic time era. Um, but uh, related to that. I heard a rumor. I haven't seen anything that verifies it yet, but the next lightsaber, uh, the black series, you know, that they released. Yeah. The next FX lightsaber black series or whatever it is that they're planning on releasing. I've heard is going to be Darth Revan slash Jedi Revan. Yes. You heard that from me. I did hear that. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Excellent. Well done, Greg. It's from the it's the elite series too, so it's like it's the black series elite, which I guess is the next level up, which I'm okay. not sure what that means, I, but I don't know. So this is 200 years before the events of Phantom Menace. Yes. So Yoda's alive. That's possible. Yes. Yeah. And just yeah. Birth, and just birthing babies left and right. They're going to be scattered around like porgs, popping them out like gremlins. So Yoda could make Bye-bye. an appearance. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um. But the the old republic, I believe, is like two thousand years before any of the events of the Star Wars universe that we know of takes place. The mm-hmm. Pressure is going to be on eventually for them to adapt Darth Revan's story or Revan's story. I think uh, I, honestly, I think Revan's story would make a really great movie series, like a, a, a three or four series movie arc. Yeah, from Revan what I know, is, yeah, Revan is a fairly interesting character, and you could really do a lot with his fall from grace falling to the dark side, coming back to the light, you know, all, all of that. I mean, you could, you could create a really captivating movie series with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also of note, since we're on the topic of Disney, yes. uh, Bob Iger stepped down. Did he yeah. really? He did. Bob Iger stepped down as the CEO of Disney and was replaced by Bob. Uh, Bob Geiger. Team. No char- charcuterie, which is, which is Bob Iger and a mustache. <laughs> Bob artisanal cheese plate. Yes, Bob charcuterie or something. I don't. That's not. That's not right. I believe our research department is furiously looking it up. Anyway, one of the things that they're concerned about is that the gentleman who took over as CEO apparently is notorious for being very heavy-handed when it comes to making cuts in the entertainment division. So Bob Chapek. Chapek. Bob Chapstick. He's he's very notorious for being heavy-handed with the cuts in the entertainment. So a lot of the live a lot of the live performers from the parks and everything mm-hmm. are all very concerned. Yeah, they're oh, all very man. concerned that their jobs are not going to be around for too much longer. Ooh. That's what it's weird because that's where they really made a turn towards that. You know, having having those character meetups for Instagram, having those those people that stay in character all the time, the stage performers and all of that stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So others, uh, other sad news, of course. But were you were you continuing? You. 
I, I was, but now you're oh, kind of bringing the mood down. I don't know no, if no, I should. No, no, no. No, go ahead. By all means. Go ahead. So I'm, I'm waiting. Well, I had to mute myself for a second. Hold on. So I found out a little bit more about the Star Wars Hotel. Ooh. It, we're we're going to have to win the lottery, I think, to go. Because... Mm-hmm. The the hotel is only going to have like two hundred rooms or something like that. It's it's a very limited amount of rooms. There is going to be a max night stay of like four nights, I think. So the longest you can stay is four nights, and it it were you can fit up to I think five people in a room, five adults in a room, mm-hmm. and it's like four grand. Jeez. I'm like, I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, and and you know what? It's gonna make a shit ton of money. It is gonna make a because shit ton of it's money. It's gonna be full all the I gotta, time. I gotta start because selling Jimmy's blood to be able to afford this. Just just Nobody going over what shit. what they offered. Just going over what they offered and the story and everything. Where you're just like, it, I'm I'm sitting there going, can I swing that? You're sitting there going. Well, I mean, if is, I is there, is there any way I could make that happen? Because I, I I really I really want to go. <laughs> I really want to go. Okay, well, we'll find on. out next year. Yes, uh, my my depressing news: uh, Jens Nygaard Knudsen died. Do we know who that is? Well, I pronounced it very poorly, probably. He is the inventor of the Lego minifigure. <gasps> oh no. Yeah, he invented the Lego minifigure uh, before they released to the public in 1978. Uh, he died at 78, which is kind of weird, but he uh, he did, in fact, invent the Lego minifigure, uh, of which I'm sitting in a room full of about 300 of them. Yeah, All he's not over. kidding. All over his body. He just, yeah. It's really weird because he just kind of rubs them all over his body and stuff on his nipples while we're recording, and it's kind of disturbing to watch. Yeah, well. At least I'm wearing my nipple minifigures we all the entire have our time. Kinks. Exactly. So rest in peace, man who invented my childhood. Thank you for your contribution to the world. Yes. Jimmy, do you have any news from our state? I do. Guys, it's time for a Wu-Tang edition of WTF. The segment Ooh. that we talk about. The wacky, wild stories from our great state of Florida. And this week, yes, gentlemen, it is Wu-Tang themed. Uh, The headline reads, Florida man pretends to be part of rap group Wu-Tang Clan in fraud scheme. So say the feds. Aaron, That is a big problem because uh, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Greg knows his Wu-Tang. And for me, uh, turning 36 this year, it is the year of the 36 Chambers. Uh, But not so much for this man, as he may spend 36 years in jail. Aaron Barnes Burpo from Crestview was charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud and aggravated identity theft. And and what? Aggravated identity (laughs) theft. I said aggregated. Aggregated. Something like that. Uh, yes, he was aggregating 
something. Now, he claimed to be part of the legendary hip-hop group Wu-Tang Clan, uh, using stolen credit cards to live the life of a rap superstar, uh, charging things like luxury car rentals, hotels. Um, these crimes did take place in Atlanta, Nashville, but he is from Florida, so he makes my list this week. Uh, what if the card said, is... like, RZA? <laughs> and now, he's he's a very plain gentleman. I, I can't... I'm not too sure. We'll have to punch in. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and uh, look up the, uh, the Wu-Tang name generator here, where the uh, uh, famous rapper... Uh, Mr. Childish Gambino got his name uh, as heard on Jay Leno. So let's see, Mr. Aaron Barnes Burpo. We're going to put his name in and we're going to enter the Wu-Tang. He is known as Respected Beggar. (laughs) That's actually kind (laughs) of fitting. Fitting. He will be a Respected Beggar in jail. Thank you for making our list, sir. Nice. And thank you Jimmy for the WTF. And now TF. And now I will take the lead on we are going to do our topics and I am going to talk about hunters. Yes, please. From Amazon Prime. So very want to hear. Okay. So uh let's see. This is was released on February twenty first on Amazon Prime. It is executive produced by Jordan Peele. It is starring Al Pacino, Logan Lerman, uh, Carol Kane, another recent uh, yep. person that has visited us in our movies that we've watched. Uh, Saul Rubinek, Dylan Baker. Do you guys know Dylan Baker? He's the it's the kid. No, he's an no. older guy. He he looks like he kind of looks like an evil version of William H Macy. He's kind of kind of buggy eyes. Um, William H Macy looks like an evil version of yeah. William make him H. like thin, thinner and eviler. And that's that's Dylan okay. Baker. Uh, Kate Mulvaney is in it as well. Um, but there's just something we recently watched with Dylan Baker. That's why I'm asking. Uh, he is in. Oh, he was he was the. We, we didn't recently watch it, but he was uh, Doctor Connors in Spider Man Three: The Lizard. But okay. Beyond okay. that, okay. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Uh, so the. It is the synopsis here is a diverse band of Nazi hunters living in 1977 New York City discover hundreds of high ranking Nazi officials are conspiring to create a fourth Reich in the U.S. The eclectic team will set out on a bloody quest to bring them to justice. This, in theory, is based on a true story. Now, I am very big on historical based dramas, Mm -hmm. and the more realistic you can get with them when I the more I tend to like them after the fact. Now I go into the movie blind and then I'll look it up afterwards. And if they're very accurate, I tend to like them more. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're saying. So, um, I was going into this thinking it was more on the lines of, of Munich. Whereas it ends up being more on the lines of like the Kingsman or something that's very Tarantino esque. Such Almost as like when Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, where it'll do like the cutaways and have like little like 
things where you see text on the screen in very 70s looking text or like there's one section where they do a like they're in Alabama where this in this part actually is true where there were a bunch of Nazis like hiding because they America brought them over to help start NASA. Yeah, that explains a lot about Alabama. Yeah, true. But they had a, there was a lot of Nazis there because NASA was there and still is. So there's a lot of scientists and stuff. So they'll do like a, they do one of those things, like one of those fake commercials for like move to Alabama. It's a Nazi's dream, you know, that kind of thing. Now it is way over the top and I actually very much like it. But if you go into it thinking it is at all historically accurate, you are going to be very, very upset. In fact, so upset, just like the, the group of people that were on the Auschwitz museum has actually complained about the show. Because they they do every once in a while before they take down one of these Nazis, and none of them are actually real except for there's mention of uh, I'm not all the way done with it yet, but they mention Ava Braun, okay, in it. Okay. So she, she was like one of the real ones, well, married to Hitler, so. yeah. Um, and they mention uh, I think Mengele. So like, those are really the only two, but they're not really hunting them. But all the other ones, they like talk about what they've done. And like one of them, one of the parts, and I think I mentioned this to you guys the other night, where they like make um, Jews play a life size version of chess. And they have to like, whenever they like get them out, they have to like stab them, stab each other. And that, and like you're watching it, and like, yeah, it was like in the first episode. And this was kind of before I was like, there's no way. Like, they were sadistic. You're like, whoa! So I had had to kind of look it up, and and then it was like, okay. So a lot of, while there was horrible atrocities, they make actual worse ones. Um, They do mention some stuff that actually did happen. I'm not going to get too deep into that, because that's not really the point of our show. But there is a little bit of a revenge porn type situation. But Al Pacino is great in it, as the kind of rich financier that's kind of started this group all of the characters have this each have their own skill okay. uh, there's like um so the young the young kid logan lerman he's his grandmother gets killed at the very beginning and he is pretty good at like breaking codes um carol kane and saul rubinek they're a, a married couple and they're like they're, i forget their exact thing they're they're kind of like badass like interrogator types uh, they say it um there's, you know, like uh, the fighter. There's, you know, there, everyone has, there's a, a master of disguise kind of character. So it's almost like, in a way, like the X-Men or like a, a, just a team of like super stars that can take these down, these guys down. Like so that a, part's really yeah, cool. Yeah, like a red. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, red. Good. That was. Yeah. Okay. So that part cool. I really like. I, I mean, I, I do like the show in general. Um, there's one other thing I wanted to touch upon. Um the the acting, as I said, is really good. Al Pacino is great. There's, it is at times very very Jewish, almost like the writer had like a list of like Jewish words that you have to have these characters say at least every other line, and that occasionally is jarring because having been around quite a few Jewish people, mm-hmm. one being Jewish, two growing up in one of what the are, most Jewish cities on the planet. Yeah, what are some of these words? Stop being such a schmeckle. Wow, okay. Mm. Schwanz. <laughs> Both of those, oddly enough, every single word, every Jewish word they mean, they say actually means penis in some way. That's kind of weird. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> apparently now and the other thing the the nazis have this giant plot the ones that have survived obviously from the 40s to 1977 mm -hmm. they have this plot that are planning out and they're still kind of hunting down jews and from all of the reading that I've done is once the Nazi party got broken up and these people escaped, they pretty much were like, oh, no, it wasn't me. I I love Jewish people. They pretty much pretended like it never happened and that they didn't have any of these thoughts or do any of these things. So the fact that they're still kind of hunting 30 years later, you'd really have to know the history so that you can know what to disregard. Um. But I would suggest watching. It's fun. It's over. It is over the top at times, and it's uh, so far where I'm at. I think I have like two or three episodes left. It's uh, it's got some cool mysteries, and there's some very cool um, parts in it that I like. So I would suggest watching it if you have some time. Yeah, there are some pretty, uh -huh. pretty unbelievable stories that did come up, come come from that. You know, true stories uh, that reminded me. You know, I, I watch a lot of episodes of the show Forensic Files, which is mm -hmm. back. Um, and it's, it's pretty great. They kept the same format. Now we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But, uh, there's an episode, episode, um, uh, from season five, episode 13 called unholy, unholy vows was the story of Archbishop Valerian de Triffa, former head of the Romanian Orthodox church in America. Um, he was actually a Nazi. He rose to the ranks of Archbishop um, oh. uh, coming over here. After that, he was recognized, and through forensic science, they linked him to the crimes. And, yeah, pretty pretty wild. I have been looking forward to seeing that show. Um, I, yeah. I do love watching some Nazis get their asses kicked. So. Yeah, like, like Mengele, mm -hmm. the the was it the angel of death i think was uh i mean he made it out and lived in argentina until 1985 yep like and no one knew until he died so and he was one of the worst mm -hmm. he was the one that did all the torturing on the twins and stuff mm. fuck him so, yes i i forget what he i i think at the end something terrible happened to him i think he died from some sort of horrible rupturing bowel situ situation hopefully he did and yeah. turds covered him and he smelled turds when he died. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hey, get Jimmy, don't don't hurt yourself there, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a turd. Ooh, and, and hopefully and and the the turds and, uh, paper cut him. But he did know. did not yeah. see that coming. Oh, there you go. Okay, let's Move from that show to... I want to hear about this video game. You've been waiting to play this game for at Ever. least 15 mm. to 20 years. Man. So the the reason why it's it's taken me so long to getting around to it, not only because, you know, I'm, I've am i I've been super busy lately, but this game is kind of hard to find. Mm. Um, for... Yes, exactly. For some reason... Um, you, you go to GameStop and you, you ask about it and, uh, they don't know what you're talking about or, uh, just, it's, it's very weird. Um, 
But it is the game Blair Witch. It was released on August 30th of 2019. Now, I hate... I. I understand it. I, I know we're we're moving towards the, the future here, but I still I'm very nostalgic about having physical copies of video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was unable. I finally broke down and just bought it over the um, the Xbox store. Uh, but it is available for PC and PlayStation as well. It was developed by Team Bloober out of Krakow, Poland, uh, creators of the game Layers of Fear, <laughs> Layers of Fear 2 and Observer starring the late Rutger Hauer. Now, the story of this game, two years after the disappearance of three college students, so this takes place in 1996, um, two years after the first movie, uh, a child goes missing in the woods of Burkittsville, Maryland. You join the search as Ellis, who eventually you find out is a former police officer and soldier with a personal connection to the disappearance of the child. I I will not reveal um, exactly how, but it is very interesting. Now um, on the surface, it's a a continuation of the Blair Witch. It is set, you know, shortly enough after those to where we still did not have smartphones. We didn't have cell coverage everywhere. So the fact that you're, you know, walking around the woods and you're in and out of cell cell service um, is very believable. Um, You have a dog as your companion and you better treat that dog well. Um, Is the dog a terrier? He is not a terrier. He is a German shepherd. Uh, Sorry, a malamut. Um, So... Uh, speaking of terriers, my name's right behind me right now. Maybe I, we'll... we can hear him. His cute little nails tip-tapping on the floor. He was actually drinking water. Yeah. So if you want to check it out, I I, I absolutely would. Uh, the dog is a welcome companion, uh, not a nuisance, which is there's it's it's very easy to go either way with that. Um, can the dog get killed? No. See, that's good because that's when they become a nuisance. Yeah. Well, then you about you to... feel really bad as well. well. Or you're about to beat a level, and then like the boss or something kills your dog, and you're no. like, "Well, damn it, I was fine." Now the uh, the the dog not only acts as your your companion, but in a a emotional support animal in a way. Uh, this game on the surface, like I said, is a, is a continuation of Blair Witch, but it's also a, uh, exploration on the effects of PTSD and, uh, an isolation on the human psyche. So if you get too far away from bullet, your, your, your friend there, um, you start to kind of lose grip on reality. Uh, bullet will come to your aid. He will help to calm you. Um, but you can give him commands, and based on those commands, it's it's kind of works on how effective he is. You can now. This is one of my problems with the games. You can accidentally reprimand him instead of petting him, oh. which messes up your relationship. Uh, he will bring Why you things. Why would they even make that an option? So you can be a dick. I don't know. So maybe they're possibilities of different scenarios in the game. Because sociopath, sociopaths play video games too, Rob. Yeah, 
Yeah, they do. Um, of course, I would never do that. Not even just to see if the game were any different. Um, other some other things that I, I kind of have a problem with in the game. Uh, you're occasionally left with a "What the fuck am I supposed to do?" feeling, and not in a good way because it gets old. You'll okay. I, I gotta wonder. Oh, <laughs> hey, am I going in circles? Oh, who kicked the map in the river? Kind of thing. And then you're just like, "Come on, just show me." Seriously, what am I supposed to do? Um, I hate that. That that I'll, I'll run into one of those, but very shortly after that, I'm, I'm kind of okay. You know, I'm good, and then you'll run into one of those again, and just kind of like, oh shit. Uh, still, and then you Google. I have not yet. I've been very, very close, and I'm very proud of myself. Um, like I said, it's <laughs> easy, easy to accidentally. I just realized what Rob called himself. Sorry. <laughs> The Velociraptor. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Very Holy nice. Me. No, that's okay. I didn't notice that either. Uh, the controls can be a little bit unresponsive or sluggish. Uh, Rob, I know you have a super fancy uh, tunable controller. Mm-hmm. So if you have one of those, I would suggest playing it on console. Um, otherwise, get it on PC. Um Gotcha. Because the the inertia your character has sometimes is just like, okay, that's kind of unnatural. Like, it's just a little unresponsive. Uh, the battles in this game, you fight shadows um, as you're walking through the woods. Uh, your, your canine companion bullet will alert you to the direction where you point your flashlight. But oftentimes, him being a foot and a half tall, it's very hard to see him, to see where he's pointing. So you'll be kind of looking around with your flashlight, swinging it all around. He's at your feet. You don't see him. You get nailed from the side and you die. Uh, But fortunately, you uh, pick back up right where you left off. The good, and there is a lot of good about this game, uh, it's very spooky. I like that. You're walking around the woods at night. It's very Blair Witch. It's very easy to get lost and uh, disoriented. Uh, there's very, very good voice acting. Very, very top notch. Uh, there's convincing scenarios as well. Uh, there hasn't really been a situation where I've been like, oh, come on. You know? Come on. Yeah. Um, it's got a very cool clue system. Um, Bullet helps you out a lot. I I can't imagine this game being uh, any... Oh, shit. This game would be so frustrating without Bullet. Um, Did you guys ever play uh, E.T. for the Atari? Yeah, when you fell in the the hole and you never could get out? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it would feel like without the dog, I think. Oh, my God. So, um, if you're a fan of horror, if you're a fan of the Blair Witch, if you like being spooked out when you play games... Uh, just today I was playing it and I was on a, uh, there's some, there's a lot of interactive elements in there. I was on a, like a train car and fucking shadow popped out, scared the shit out of me. It's a great game, man. Uh, it, I, it's, it's so much more than I hoped it would be. Uh, is it, is it first person? It is first person. So I will not be playing it. It, it it definitely can be, you know, kind of vertigo inducing um, if you are not a fan. It, it's, it's a first person shooter. I'm not going to even say it's like 
found footage because the camera doesn't shake all crazy insane. But there's oh, there's a very cool system with uh, finding tapes for a, a a handheld camera that you can manipulate reality. It's it's pretty badass, and that effect is pretty easy to get used to. And uh, always surprising and a very cool kind of un- underlying story there. So um, if you like to be scared, if you like the Blair Witch, then definitely, definitely check it out. It's it's uh, going up. I don't play very many games, but it's it's going up there on, on my top of uh, top of last year as I didn't have a list. So nice. Yeah, it's time. What's the time for, Greg? <laughs> it's time. Oh, to finally talk about Velocipaster. Mm. And we have oh waited. my god. <laughs> uh, okay, we are all chomping oh. at the bit here. Let, let's first t- do our regular stuff. Jimmy, run it down. You picked the movie. I did. I'm so, so very glad I did. So this movie... The Citizen Kane of religious dinosaur possession movies. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, the movie, of course, is Volasa Pastor. It was released uh, sometime in 2017 um, at a, a budget of $35,000, like I said. <laughs> I was going to say $35? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, 35 bucks. Um. You can just go ahead and pause it right here because I lost... It is, I have it, it is directed and written by Brandon Steer. Yes. Starring Greg Cohen, Mm -hmm. or Cohan, Alyssa Kapinski, Daniel Steer, and Claire Sue. Thank you. I don't know how to pronounce HSU. It is Claire Sue. Yes, I uh, I did not scroll down far enough. So the, uh, the story of the movie, after losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. Although he is horrified by the new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime. It's uh, it's it's a movie about a priest that turns into a dinosaur and fights ninjas. <laughs> it's fucking ninjas and in, inexplicable ninjas. Well, I, we'll, wait, we'll, wait. we'll get to the <laughs> really, ninjas really, really yeah. shitty ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A diverse yeah. group of ninjas. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, th- that's my initial thoughts, man. It, look, if if you go into this movie after seeing the trailer and you expect anything more than that, you're watching it for the wrong reasons. So this movie my is initial flat thoughts. out fucking bonkers. This is what when a movie is this ridiculous, I'm always hesitant to watch it. Like it, Kung Fury, anything that looks super ridiculous, I always take a while to watch it. One, because it's more likely to be fun watching it with other people. Mm-hmm. So I prefer to do that. The other part would be is I'm always a little worried that the movie won't be as fun as the trailer or idea makes you believe it's going to be. Sure. And that it'll take itself too serious. And the... <laughs> I'm not, I think that was... <laughs> And I think this one immediately sets your mind at ease when you start watching it with that opening sequence, which we will talk about 
in a second. I think the that was director of Boba Ramp Robo Vampire was trying to just break a fucking record or something for as many movies as he could put out. Look, uh, this movie, like you kind of touched on, Greg, a, a little bit of trivia here. It is the uh, full length adaptation of a trailer that the director created in film school in 2011 and it went viral uh, enough to the point where he I, I guess he was just like all right well fine i'll make an actual movie out of it mm-hmm. did you God guys find that him. article did you guys find the article I, I wrote a quote down from it um where he got the idea so uh way back in 2010 i was trying to type velociraptor into my phone and it autocorrected to velocipastor no there you go uh i was in film school at the time at the School of Visual Arts in Manhattan, I was like, that sounds like a movie to me. So for a class project, I made a short film of fake Grindhouse trailers, and this was one of them. So he he auto-corrected the name of this movie. <laughs> <which is> nice. <laughs> so my thoughts on the movie. Mm-hmm. This movie was just a train wreck steaming pile of dog shit that I loved every stinky shitty second of it oh god yeah because this whole thing from start to finish was i was i was like what the fuck is going on this is so dumb and i'm laughing the entire movie i was like what right from the get-go with with the whole car bomb thing i was like is was was this movie finished <laughs> did, they, did they release an unfinished version of this movie what what just what am i looking at what just happened i mean there was so many i was like oh god just just so so terrible but in all of the right ways mm-hmm. it just it just did not take itself seriously at any point and oh god oh no it, yeah there, there's no way to really do this movie any justice. You, you it's one of those ones that you really just kind of gotta watch. Mm-hmm. You gotta go look, and you'll know, like probably two minutes into the movie, this is gonna be something that you can handle. Because I know plenty of people who will be like, "Man, this is stupid. I don't want to watch this." Yeah, movie. certainly, but not. And you don't need that kind of negativity in your life, and you should cut those people off immediately. <laughs> if you know any of us, you know our senses of humor. This is right up our alley. It's like every... So ridiculous. It's like a little bit of each of us. Just kind of kind of sprinkled in there. So, uh, getting right... Rob, Rob just... Yeah, you just mentioned the car on fire. Yeah. The opening sequence, basically this, this young priest is walking out towards his parents <laughs> who are standing... There's going to be a lot of this guy. The, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, he's going to greet his parents outside of the church and a car explodes kind of killing his parents now we say kind of because there's no literally no visual whatsoever you see his parents out there waving in front of a car in front of a car and then in the next scene they're just gone there's the the sound of the parents are gone and the guy kind of stumbles back but they show you an empty screen where the parents in the car were with big block letters on it that say VFX <laughs> colon car on fire. Oh my God. I was like, what? The f- 
Was this finished? What is this It was shit? like the director was like, look, we don't even have enough money in the budget to explore how we would even, like, maybe we create a car out of boxes. He was just like, no, just, yeah, there you go. The, Leave it up to your imagination. The only, the only thing that would have made that scene any better, and I'll tell you right now, the only thing that would have made that scene any better was if it were if it were a scene where somebody, like, taped a hand-drawn picture of an ex- of a car on fire and somebody was standing just off camera going <laughs> <laughs> or if somebody accidentally walked into the shot it'd be like yeah. oh, oh oh sorry man. okay yeah mm-hmm. so look that sets the tone for the movie oh my god so ridiculous and uh now, yeah now this this problem this Thing, this explosion that kills the guy's parents. Uh, first of all, the the other priest, his helpful words of advice is, "Your parents died. It's what they do. They die on you." <laughs> that's, that's get some good good priesting right there. His freaking priest costume was bugging me the whole goddamn. He goes, movie. he goes, here, have some more wine, and he hands him the communion cup. And they're just communion cup and pour some of the communion wine into it. Oh my yeah, God. and and God. so he of course is losing his faith. So uh, he wants to. He's gonna go where God will not follow. That's what the guy tells him. He's like, go where God will not follow. And I was wondering if the next shot was going to take place in Rob's bedroom. It might have. Yeah, it might have. But instead, he gets in his car and he drives to China. Yep. Yes. Drives <laughs> right to China. <laughs> he or drives. To China. Or... And I'm like... A.K.A. the woods behind the director's house. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what... I was like, the China was basically woods and with some ninjas in it. (laughs) And... And, 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 this lady did you did you notice when they shot the, the, the girl and she was dying that he was talking to her in English and she was nodding her head and agreeing with him, but then yeah. was talking to him in, in Chinese and he understood. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> they do that. He's like, are you hurt? And she's got an arrow puncturing through her chest. Are you hurt? <laughs> I was like, so to signify China, they use ninja, which are Japanese, first of all. And a girl wearing one of those like rice hats. I don't know what they're called. What are those hats called? Like the conical hats? I, I don't, don't yeah, know. That's that's how they made it be China. Yep. So racist. Yeah. So tell me, Greg, what did the Chinese say? <laughs> oh. Yeah. So when he gets back, which again, that he drives that, what it would be, what, like a 23 hour flight? He drives it back, and the priest that told him to go over there in the first place. As Rob says, says, what did the Chinese say? And I had what to rewind did, that. What did like, that Chinese say? Yeah, what did that Chinese say? What did say? that Chinese say? And all of us texted each other. At least Rob and I texted each other. We're like, well, wow. And my, my notes, of course, said, okay, racist old man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and he was one of the good guys, kind of. Yeah, it was so hard. That was Father Stewart, um, his his mentor. Um, it was hard to, to kind of not want to talk about this with each other while we're watching it because i I know we try and save our reactions but this is this is the kind of movie that it really you know lends itself to being watched by a group of people Mm -hmm. it's it's the kind of movie you just want to yell at and just laugh at point at in a in a very very good way 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there's also some. There's also quite a few subplots. One of which being the the hooker, who is a doctor lawyer hooker. <laughs> oh God. Or sorry, a hooker doctor lawyer, which she said there's not a lot of of business for, which I think she's wrong. If she advertises herself correctly, a hooker doctor lawyer would actually be a great idea. It's hilarious that doctor lawyer is just is just a a job title. Be a hooker, cure the venereal disease, and then sue the person that gave it to her. Yeah. So so we are, and and you meet her pimps. Yep. We are we are introduced to Carol um, after she is told by Frankie Mermaid <laughs> to... Uh, and why is he called Frankie the Mermaid, Jimmy? Because he's swimming in bitches. Um, so, Carol, not a good hooker name. But I, just, it did make Carol. me wonder... Can, can I do this now? Can I... Can, it made me wonder, what, what is your uh, pimp name? Yeah, so... And, and your pimp tagline. Because I actually came up with one. Oh my god, I'd have to come I'll up I'll tell you what, I'll come up with a tagline after I pop this into this here generator, and I will uh, paste that there for you, Rob, so you can you do yours as well. Um, so so my, my pimp name yes. here, I, I, will, I got one. Okay. I'm Johnny Wimbledon, because I can backhand them bitches. Boom. Okay. Right there. A little little bit of a tennis reference. All right. Let's see let's see what I got. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get my pimp name right here. And I am <laughs> Oh man. I am a golden brown flavor. <laughs> um Cause you got Cause you slapping the shit out damn hoes. No no, it's got golden brown flavor. So I'm I cause you got the eight herbs and spices or whatever. Golden Brown is a, like a heroin reference. I mean, I, I feel really dirty about this. I, I was thinking fried food. No, there's a, there's a song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Golden Brown flavor. Cause I, uh, I don't know, whatever you make one up. <laughs> Rob, go ahead. What is your pimp name? Just, he's, he's like, just Rob. I just have to make. I have to make one up on the spot. You had all night to think about this shit. Uh, no, click the uh, the link that I posted in the the chat there, friend, up at the uh, top right. Oh, gotcha. And gotcha. All yeah, right, so. golden brown flavor. Because I I deep fry them hoes. I don't know. Let's see. Let's be proper and put in my whole first name. <laughs> Mine is Mactastic K Rockefeller. No, that's a good one. Yeah. I also like that the the pimp name generator ad that at the top of the screen that's running it is a Bloomberg ad. Ooh, my pimp name is Diamond Trim Joker. Ooh, Diamond Trim Joker. Nice. Now, as I was getting at, uh, we were introduced to Carol the Hooker and pre-med student um, <laughs> after she is uh, attacked in the park that she is. Esquire. She is also working. Also lawyer Yeah, she is uh, working a park, and the Velocipaster shows up. Wait, the, the, the mugger is ridiculous as well, because who mugs somebody? And she goes... I don't have any money. My pimp's got all the money. Well, take me to him. I'm going to rob him, too. <laughs> it's like, what? He goes, give me all your money. She says, well, you have to give it to me first. 
Yeah. Oh God. So the bad. The Velocipaster uh in dinosaur form. Uh we see kind of shadow and it's in the dark, uh, you know, probably primarily for, for budget reasons. Um eats and dismembers the uh the the assailant. I lost it with the first time you saw the Velocipaster. Oh man. Because the dinosaur was like you just saw its head like chewing on the guy's leg for a second. Mm-hmm. And it looked less realistic than my my kid has one of those toys that's like the um the remember the claw that we all used to have with kids <laughs> where you like mm-hmm. squeeze yeah. like, you squeeze it. He has one that's a dinosaur mouth that opens and closes. Mm-hmm. And that would have made a better it probably would have. Thing. Yeah. I cracked up and woke up my wife, not on purpose, but by laughing and the two dogs that sleep around us, <laughs> they wow. all looked all looked at us like we were crazy because it was so ridiculous looking. <laughs> and then, and then when they when they flash to to Carol the hooker doctor lawyer, they just roll a mannequin head past her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, was that a was that a mannequin head? <laughs> it totally was. I was like, oh my god, this movie. I can't, I can't even. Oh, but we did. Then the end they cut, and all of us had the same feeling where, because this priest is in bed, naked, wrapped in a blanket. Did they? Well, me and Rob did. Yeah, we were all like, (laughs) I was was like, wait, so she took a dinosaur home to fuck? How how does that even work? (laughs) Yeah, because like a dinosaur werewolf situation, and he didn't really remember anything. And I thought that when you kind of figured out eventually that, oh, no, because she's they were doing like that thing where she's like, well, it was my first time. And he's like, it was my first time. And what she meant was like seeing a guy turn into a dinosaur. (laughs) And what he was talking about was having sex at all because he was a priest. Was it bad? But (laughs) she's like, wait, what are we talking about? Yeah. But the, the conversation was like, she's like, no, you turned into a dinosaur and ate somebody. And. He, she, and he was like, no. Nah. And she's like, I can show you the body. Mm-hmm. But if, like, if he ate somebody, like, you're going to have to wait for him to poop to show him the body? <laughs> like, we have to scoop through dinosaur poop? He ate yes. parts of him. He, he ate bits, yeah. Yeah. Um, my my favorite part about that is not only – he doesn't have any clothes, show, so she gives him a, a – like a uh, – A mini skirt. Yeah, but it's, like – crocheted like form-fitting kind of like orange thing which is really funny yeah we're walking out they she uncovers the body and he goes like he's like wait what do you do she's i'm a hooker and he gets really upset and calls her a sinner she goes well i'm also a pre-med student but nobody reacts that way (laughs) nobody cares about that which just uh, uh, uh that was just so funny to me and and she comes that carol says hey you know why don't we um you know why don't we team up you can fight crime as a dinosaur yeah and he he dismisses the idea completely he says no this is bad he runs off he's late for confession um so he he gets to the church he he dons his his priest uniform i guess i'm sure it has a name and uh who who comes into the uh confession chamber 
Yeah, I was like, what What the hell is he doing here? I mean, I mean, it, I mean, granted, it's not the weirdest thing in this friggin' movie. <laughs> no. But there are only Frankie, six people in this entire city. Frankie the Mermaid shows up for confession and talks about how he blew up the priest's the priest parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why? And they never really get to that. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, I've just blew him up. I was like, what? Wait. What? He asked. Why? He asked them why, and he was like, "Just because that's just what I do. I don't. I don't know." Um, this this <laughs> thus triggering a reaction in the uh, in our our priest. He uh, murders him with a dinosaur hand. Yep, he does. He does through the, through the confessional. So ridiculous. Yeah, and so he has decided. With great with great dinosaur power comes great dinosaur responsibility. <laughs> he becomes a superhero, and there is a montage in which our priest slash dinosaur <laughs> weird workout montage. does does working out while wearing way too small of shorts and and like a and like a, a white wife beater kind of thing going on, and he's got on these little bitty short shorts, and he's working with the medicine ball and swing and the the kettle weights and swinging them down between his crotch mm-hmm. and shit. And the there's there's good. I was just gonna say like, the best part of that sequence is he's doing sit ups, and he's doing prayer hands when he when he comes up. <laughs> he totally was. There's a a close up, if I remember correctly, of the dinosaur at some point around this time, where it's very clear that the dinosaur head is like made out of paper mache or something. My notes were Velosa pinata. Because mm. that's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. In my notes, so, I just wrote montage in all capital letters. It shows yeah, the, I, I got, he's like out there killing the people that need to be killed because as Father Stewart says, God doesn't want people dead. Uh, to uh, the Veloci Pastor's response is, oh, I think God wants a lot of people dead. Um, <laughs> he's like thriving as a pastor or a priest. I'm sorry, because he's Catholic and he's out there. He's like giving the shit out of those sermons and life is just good. He's out eating bad guys at night. And, and that's, that's another thing. The movie is called Velasa pastor, mm-hmm. but the guy is a Catholic priest. Yes. Mm-hmm. If, yeah. if if you and take offense to that, you're not going to like this movie. His his uh his his you know cohort or whatever is is more concerned with the fact that he's spending time with the hooker than with the fact that he's turning into a dinosaur and killing people. Yeah, yeah. but he does set up a um, exorcism. He does. Yeah, with uh, with oh, Chris Angel. Man, with, <laughs> with... did that dude have like elf ear? I, I thought that's what I thought too. I thought he was. See, when I first saw him, I thought he was trying to be like a demon or something. And, you know, he he brought him to like a, a supernatural being to get this guy exercised. And no, it was just some Chris Angel wannabe. So that guy, the actor's name is Aurelio Voltaire, by the way. I looked him up. He actually looks like that. That wasn't like acting. And he is a Cuban-born American singer-songwriter, but he has done a bunch of stuff. He's been in a bunch of movies. And he also, oh, holy shit. He's coming to Orlando. Yes, he is. Yep. <laughs> yep. He's he's playing Orlando, Florida, the Abbey, uh, Friday, March 13th. When you actually said his name, 
Yep, he's coming uh, Friday the 13th. <laughs> oh my god. Yep, he is. To the Abbey. Uh, he also has... Wow. He has done comics. He's one of those people that's done a little bit of We're everything. fucking topical, man. <laughs> and he, uh, like, he's worked on toys. Probably, I think he worked on those toys that are, like, like scary, like, teddy bears or something. But, yeah. Either way, not acting. Pretty sure they just filmed it at his house. Like he might not have even realized that he was in a movie. They might have been like, "Yeah, my friend here is turning into a dinosaur." What's the camera? Like, I cool. All right. (laughs) Yeah, it's like my friend here is turning into a dinosaur. Like, oh, I I got something for that. Here, we put this stuff on the table. We can fix that. (laughs) Is 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 was this the point where we got the other priest backstory? Yes, uh, priest. Oh Orange. my God! Well, oh the, no, we got priest. This got there was two backstories here. So we are now about forty minutes into the movie, and we end up yeah, a little more. They than show the backstory yeah. of, of the first priest, uh, where he goes to priest college, where it shows him with his parents. Yes, priest college. So that's about that's that the extent of that's all you really college. need to know about that at this moment. We will revisit, and of course, the older priest who apparently had some tough times in Nam, Rob in in the war. Yeah, in the woods out behind the director's house. Yeah, the Dom looks a lot like China, which looks a lot like the woods behind the director's house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're having this whole—he's having this conversation with his uh, with his superior uh, commanding officer or whatever, whatever you want to call it. And he's like, "Man, you got a picture of your girl?" And he shows a picture of his girl. He's like, "Man, she's hot. Yeah, she's good for you. She's a babe. And he's like, you, you need to go home and have a family. That's what you should do. You should go home and have a family. You could have five kids. No, 11. You know what? 11. And you could name one of them after me. And he could look at the... <laughs> he could <laughs> look, at, look at you like this. Yeah. And then he gives this really cheap... And at that point, I'm texting Greg going, oh, this guy's going to get shot in the head. And I swear to God, 30 seconds later, boop, shot in the head. The... One of the the best things about this sequence for me was not only they are not wearing government issue uniforms, not at all. Just dudes wearing jeans and like vans, mm-hmm. but um the 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 elder priest is is playing himself in a a flashback from you know many years ago and. uh He's just he's wearing a like a blonde wig, and he's got like a Kato Kalen wig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got like a blonde fake mustache on top of his mustache, and the wig is like sideways. And I actually, I was just about to mention that I wrote, "Worst special effects: the wig or the raptor." It's hard. Oh my god! So then, then for some inexplicable reason, he's writing the letter to the family of his commanding officer who just got killed and he looks up and there in the woods for no apparent reason is Adelaide is his girlfriend his girlfriend Adelaide and she's like hi and I'm like when the fuck did she yeah, get to Vietnam I wrote why is Adeline by the way Adeline you Adeline know, you don't want to you don't want to get this wrong this Adeline. is this is history uh I why is Adeline in Vietnam yeah, because yeah. the army always the sent people's girlfriends and wives and fiancés to war zones, to active war zones. Quote, Vietnam. And I, I swear to God, this next part almost made me shit myself. 
I laughed so hard. <laughs> I was like, you gotta be kidding me. You uh, got, oh my God. So she's standing there. She's waving at him. She's like, Oh, hi. Running. hi. And she just, come, yeah. she just comes running up at him and she gets like two feet away from him. And you hear this boom. <laughs> and She disappears. And it was like, somebody just threw a bucket of blood on the guy. <laughs> Like she stepped on a land. Probably the best special effects shot in the movie. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. And he's just standing there staring with his eyes wide open, just covered in blood. Yep. And the and the best part was the guys in the background are going, Why was what was she doing here? And the other guy goes, She was probably trying to start a family. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Well, the one guy says, What do you think she was doing in the forest? Oh my god. Which she was probably trying to start a family. The, the the war was fought in the jungle. Oh, uh, not the forest. Not the forest. Smokey the bear lives in the forest. Adeline oh god, was trying to start a family. Mm-hmm. So ridiculous. The music in that sequence too, it sounded like one of those when they used to have the um like the Zen massage or relaxation music that you could get at like Bed Bath and Beyond, where they had like the little thing where you could press the button and hear the music. Like it's basically what it was. It's like this uh-huh. like fake Zen. Like oh, this sounds Asian-ish. I'm pretty sure the writer director of this movie has never actually met an Asian person, other than the like one that they put in the movie. But two, the director writer of the who? Oh, there's two. Yeah, there was the the the, the, the high priest. Guy. Yeah. So let, let's let's jump ahead here. Of course, our Velocipastor does fall in love with the hooker. They have a sex scene which looks like a grunge video circa 1992. Lots of uh, different colored lights. And then the ninjas show up again. <laughs> jump into windows. And it starts with one guy. I swear to God. It starts with one guy who, like, climbs in the window and then, like, face rolls you know, across the room, and then stands up, and he's like, oh! <laughs> it's like, in in one of the what? greatest fight sequences in, in recent history, uh, only to be and, topped by a fight sequence from the same movie later. Uh, three well-trained ninjas versus a priest and a hooker that are just waking up. And they, and make, they didn't just get their ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> the ninja work in this movie, I am... Not kidding, because the night the night that I watched this movie, my child did a private lesson at karate to learn because to learn a new form, and he had better forms than these ninja, and that's saying a lot. You have it's, to yeah. like air quote ninja, uh, yeah. when, Whenever you say that, uh, man, it, it, not not a completely choreographed, poorly, I. You want to combine two words? Not a completely awful choreographed fight scene. I mean, it was it was okay. Yeah. No, it wasn't. Now, now, what? So basically, ninjas they end up in China again. I think, I think? or or they or came. Field. Uh, yeah, there's a ninja camp. <laughs> we cut to a scene. We cut to a scene just a few minutes away, and the guy, the guy actually goes. Well, it's a good thing he told us where their hideout was before he died. Oh, yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. Like all of the, the context there. You get. <laughs> it's a good thing they told us where the hideout was before they died. Mm-hmm. 
like and so circling uh, back around to uh what greg was saying earlier yeah to, to this time china instead of being just a forest with a ninja in it now china involves a tarp um a teapot a, some wrapping paper on the wall and incense ninja camp that was how they, yeah that was ninja, ninja camp, that, camp. It's ninja school i'm in and we eventually find out what they're doing this this actually happens i looked two minutes from the end of the movie now i'm, I'm skipping over something All right, we'll I, I thought you were gonna say this actually happens in real life no yeah well it does <laughs> in my mind especially the the dinosaur part which we have not talked Holy about in a while shit, by the way man so oh my God. two minutes from the end of the movie you finally sort of figure out why all these ninja are happening there's apparently this master plan of this chinese priest who apparently is christian which who runs uh, a ninja cult who runs a ninja cult yes. go ahead you guys can probably describe this better than me because he, want, he wants oh my god he wants to flood the market with such strong heroin that people get completely addicted to cocaine. it cocaine and they or cocaine he wants to flood the market with such strong cocaine that people get completely addicted to it's it called Black and then Widow. when he and then he removes Fire. it from the market, forcing all of the people who are addicted to his cocaine to go to to support yes. groups, which are funded and sponsored by by the Catholic Church, so that they all convert to Christianity. Yep, well, it is it is that ridiculous. Yeah, so they can uh, <laughs> so yeah. they can create a a global army of faith and oh uh, and convert everyone on the planet basically to uh to their cause um holy shit man. it is as ridiculous as yeah mic drop you think yeah uh he does get stabby stabbed as i wrote yep and we have our our grand finale so, so this is father stewart right he he gets stabbed now we didn't mention that the Velocipastor kills him at his exorcism. Well, it rips out his eye, actually. Yeah, he, he doesn't kill oh, him. Okay. Because remember, he, he comes back and he's got the he's eye patch got over the his eye glasses. patch <laughs> over his glasses, which you can clearly see his eye under that. Mm -hmm. Which is amazing. But he gets stabbed, <laughs> Greg, yes? Yeah, he the, the priest gets stabbed by the... the cult priest i guess right yes and he mm. says and then we end up again says, i know minutes. he'll stop you two minutes from the end of the movie we have this crazy backstory with this, the army of christian zealots and we also have a random character that shows up says something to our velocipastor and it turns out that it is the long lost brother or brother technically of the Velocipastor himself that we did not see at all throughout the movie. <gasps> and it turns out that he was in the car on the way to preschool. When... And was constantly being ignored. Yep. By... Priest college. On priest college, sorry. And... Oh, my God. And so then... We, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just that and the brother and the priest have to have a battle. There is a badass sword involved here. Which I think is pretty much the entire budget because their family sword, yeah. Which looks it's like ancestral like, sword. It actually yeah. looks like that that like one of those really nice knives with like the, the black like 
you have one, Rob. <laughs> one, one of those ones that you get from a guy that goes, but wait, there's more. Yeah, and it, that was guaranteed to be a largest part of the budget in the entire movie because those things are pretty expensive. Um, and there's the epic, the epic field battle. I, 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 I had, I gotta say something because this was the point where I was like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> because at no other point in the movie did he do this, but the, the brother throws down the sword. He's like, I can't dirty this blade on you, blah, blah, blah. And they go to fight and the Velocipaster fucking reaches out his hand uses the force and pulls the sword to him and then kills his brother with it. I'm like, when, when did he get those? Powers? <laughs> what the fuck? Apparently Rob does not know anything about real dinosaurs. Jesus, if he doesn't know about the, if he doesn't know that, that 50% of all dinosaurs had telepathic powers. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the line earlier in the film when the hooker, um, says you know you turned into a dinosaur and the pastors or the priest is having a hard time accepting it he says but dinosaurs never existed (laughs) (laughs) which was one of my favorite i can't even i know great oh Uh, the um our hero is uh felled by the cult master uh yeah. by an arrow he takes an arrow to the knee oh and he's no longer after, after and he's no longer a dinosaur out, after he raptored out and we finally get the full body version of the of the velociraptor pastor thing it the, the for, mm. for you guys out there that have not seen this movie, yeah if you want to picture what this last epic battle looks like. Imagine someone in one of those inflatable yeah, dinosaur costumes. Yeah, exactly. Running around a children's birthday party chasing the children. Yeah. That's pretty much what the, the fight that's scene looks what, like. That's what just and happened. Then, but telling the children to pay, playfully fight the dinosaur. Yes, yeah. Because I'm, pr- I'm pretty yeah. sure they were just like, oh, kick at him and stuff. And it was just so funny because none of them really, they're like, oh, well, what do I do? And it's just... Oh God! I was nearly on the floor uh, watching this scene. I mean, God, this movie is so self-aware. It's so incredible. It's uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. So, just, so, should we? Oh, go ahead. So then he gets shot by the by the head cult guy or whatever, and he turn and he tells him, "Oh, you know my arrows." have a poison on them that prevents you from transforming. Ha 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 ha. And the big line is, I don't think it works on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> and he takes his, his velociraptor hands and just grabs the guy's neck and like pops his head off. <laughs> it's very obviously a mannequin head that they put a little Hitler mustache on. <laughs> yeah. Put some big eyebrows on, some big fuzzy yep. eyebrows on. <laughs> Some meat. And they hold it away from the camera where you see just a little bit of the brow and it's like, okay, this is terrible, but it's and it's obvious. And it's way smaller than a real human head should be. Well, but then well, he, but initially they hold it away from the camera yeah, and, and then, then they the zoom in on it. He, he's like, look. Then they're just like, fuck it. They zoom in <laughs> to it while it's laying on the ground. It is the, yeah, it's a slow zoom. And you can see like where the fake blood and gore is like peeling off of it at the bottom. <laughs> It is, yeah. Splashing all over Fantastic. his face. 
There's some comment and about the world being the overrun by lizards. Lawyer is dead or some shit. Yeah, I don't, she I don't even know. the um somebody who she spit on his face a couple of times. <laughs> he yeah. Carol gets flashed. She uh she well dies I guess um for spoiler now. Alert. Uh, even bigger spoiler alert and uh our 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 priest gets revenge on the the final ninjas. Uh, but miraculously, uh, Carol is fine. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah. And her and the Velocipastor go off and leave the, the, the church and they're wandering from town to town doing good deeds and setting things right that once went wrong and hoping each time that their next leap will be the leap home. Wearing sunglasses and leather jackets. Hell yes. And a, and a mustache. Or, a, sorry, a Mustang. And probably a mustache as well, I guess. Uh, this movie. So, oh my god. It was a fun movie. It, it it's really so much was. fun to watch. This is... If you yeah. go into this movie not expecting a decent movie and just appreciating it for what it is, because, like Jimmy said, they are very self-aware. Mm. They know what a piece of shit this is. And they just have all kinds of fun with it. And it's hilarious. It's, it's definitely the type of movie you should, you should watch with friends. I mean, have a couple of beers and, you know, get, get some snacks ready. Cause, uh, put down some, some towels on the floor, maybe an old sheet that you don't use. Cause you're going to spill shit. You're going to laugh. You know, you're going to, at least one friend in an inflatable dinosaur costume. Oh yes. my god, can you imagine having like a screening? We haven't even discussed the fact that it's not even a raptor, it's a fucking tyrannosaurus, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Okay. I just want everyone to be clear. Oh, yeah. I mean that's... we all know that we all realize that. <laughs> it's small tyrannosaurus, but a tyrannosaurus nonetheless. I, I can just see watching this with a whole bunch of other people on an inflatable screen, and then at some point some guy runs out in one of those little floppy dinosaur costumes. Yes. I mean, it's that's fun. what, that's that what this movie is for. Yep. And then that whole really awkward, like laugh scene in the middle. Yeah. Where the, where the henchman was laughing with the, with the general ninja guy or whatever. And the, the general ninja is like, ha 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 ha. And then the, the henchman is like, Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> They're just trying to outdo each uh-huh. other with uh-huh. ridiculousness. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I wrote, "Why is he laughing like that?" And then I remembered what movie I was watching, and I know not to ask questions uh, like that. Yeah, right. Oh. Okay, let, let, let's close this out here. Yeah. Uh, so it's fun. Watch it, uh, Jimmy. Ask. The question. Yes, guys. So our question of the week, as inspired by Velocipaster, what are your top five people of faith, men or women of the cloth, kick-ass clergy? And I will go ahead and go first. Hit us. My number five is Father Callahan, character in Stephen King's Salem Lot and Dark Tower. Uh, okay. was it makes it so low on the list because he wasn't quite as badass in the adaptations of those, but he was nonetheless. My number four ooh, is uh, going to be Sifa Belnades 
from Castlevania. She is the warrior monk character from the animated mm-hmm. series that we all enjoyed. Number three is going to be Father Magruder from the movie Dead Alive with the amazing line, I kick ass for the Lord. That is a very young Peter Jackson film. My number two is going to be Jacob Fuller from the movie From Dust Till Dawn. Absolutely mm-hmm. amazing character. Just just a great, great performance by Harvey Keitel. Number one, Father Lancaster Marin from the movie The Exorcist. Nice. I was wondering if there were any monks from... There's got to be some warrior monks that I missed out on, but I'm going to go here. So There's some crossover. I'm going with Padre Cheech from Machete. Okay. Number four, Jacob Fuller from Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm, previously mm-hmm. mentioned. Number three, this one... I'm wondering if this is going to be on anyone else's list. Mola Ram from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. He is, in fact, a evil dark priest until he gets eaten alive by alligators. Crocodiles. Kalima. Yeah, that movie freaked me the fuck out with the heart ripping situation. Home nom chibai, home nom chibai, home nom chibai. Yes. Number two, Jesse Custer from the TV show Priest Preacher, because you did mention TV or movies, yes. correct? Yes, I did. I, I he didn't he didn't say he just said badass clergy so. in the in the text in the in the oh. text message. Uh, and number one, Father Marin, The Exorcist. You every list has to start with that. I think so. Well, I guess I'll give you mine. The title of Rob's porn tape. That's right. <laughs> Number I five. I'll I'm give you mine. I'm gonna give you Abraham von Helsing. At number four, I'm gonna put one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Star Wars on you because I loved me some cheer at Imway. Ah, nice. I am one with the force. The force is with me. Um, at number three, at number three, I'm putting Jacob Fuller. I really wanted to put Jacob Fuller higher because he was so awesome in that movie. But Jacob Fuller is going to be at number three. At number two, perhaps slightly controversial, but I'm going to put Father Marin. (gasps) He's high enough. Because my my number one badass clergy is actually not from a movie or a TV show. My number one badass clergy is going to be Nona Gray from the book series that I read from Mark Lawrence, Red Sister. She is a warrior nun, and I really enjoyed that book series. Nice. I, uh, my, my, uh, alternate was from a song or from an album. And that was sister Mary from the, uh, Operation Mindcrime album by Queensryche, but that, because uh, it was a song it got bumped down. She is a nurse slash nun that is brainwashing someone into uh, into, into the murder. But what, we're going to talk about that, I have a feeling, in a couple weeks or so. So Nice. Uh, Rob, take us out here. Uh, things are a little different now because we, we have all the stuff that you could say, but or you could just tell people to check us out on our website, thanks to Jimmy. <gasps> The website is, 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 where's the, where's the address on there? Give me five podcast.com. It's very difficult. Oh yeah. It's super hard to remember. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even see it there. 
It's not there. Is, just, there's no the in front of it? No, just give me five podcast.com. All right. Which I will type in loudly in front of the microphone. So, right. as always, guys, you can find us on <laughs> Facebook. Search for the Give Me Five Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod. You can email us directly, give me five podcast at gmail.com. Or you can just go to our website. Yeah. yeah. Give me five podcast. Website's only going to get better, folks. Bear with me. And please, guys, if you can, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you're using. It really helps us stand out. It helps other people find us, and it helps other people listen. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, and remember, Funky Town is a state of mind and not a place. (laughs) To attack with